The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, and we are back again with another episode of The Ultimate Idea. Man, you know what? I do this every time. I don't know why I do that every time, but I do. We're back with another episode of The IDP Army Podcast. I don't know why I'm always talking about The Ultimate IDP Index. Maybe it's because it's just that good. Anyway, check out TheUltimateIDPIndex.com. You'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, let's do this. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. What's up? All right, you know, I think it is, is right here in, if you're on the YouTube, the Ultimate IDP Index is written up there. So it's probably subconscious, but this is the IDP Army podcast. You already know that. Hopefully, if it's your first time joining us, thank you. We talk mostly IDP, all things fantasy football. Um, check out the Offensive Points podcast. That's also on this uh, this YouTube or this the stream on the podcast world, wherever you get it, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever, whatever. Shout out to those guys. They're doing an awesome job. Um, we're going to continue with our 32-team series. We're talking about kind of a stinky team today, the Detroit Lions. It's not going to be a super exciting show, but I'm going to try to do my best to spice it up for you guys. Um, before we get to that, check out the site, idparmy.com. I uh, got the rankings up. All my offensive and IDP redraft rankings are up there. Uh, so go check those out. Um, Melvin Ingram. This is a piece of news I wanted to cover quickly. Just signed with my Steelers. So, you know, let's talk about quickly the fantasy repercussions here. Melvin Ingram, 32 years old. So he's probably just going to be a one year thing in fantasy for us. But last year he played seven games, didn't record any sacks, but he still came through with uh, quite a few pressures last year, 28. Um, 
came out graded really well, you know, if you're a PFF person. So he still has, you know, we've, we've known that Melvin Ingram has been a great pass rusher. Um, you know, he gets to go play with the Steelers on probably the best defensive line in football. Uh, so I expect him to have a, a good season. This does put a little bit of a damper on Alex Highsmith's breakout, I think. But the Steelers have been such a productive defensive line. I don't think that it's necessarily going to be something where they're not still all going to be able to be fantasy relevant. Highsmith, after all, was fantasy relevant last year. Dupree was fantasy relevant to it. Hayward, Watt, you know, a couple of those guys are gone now. Um, but Dupree primarily. Vince Williams also retired. So I think there's going to be snaps to go around. Um, I was, you know, doing some Twitter checking out today tom tommy jaggy a really good guy to follow if you guys are looking for someone to follow on the steelers he tweeted out today uh, melvin ingram lined up as both outside and inside as and as an edge um very interesting he said it looks like we could expect him to maybe fill in a little bit for the loss of williams as a pass rusher from the middle so he's gonna get used um and he, he's a veteran he knows what to do on the football field uh, interesting little stat nugget. Over the last three years, he has three interceptions. And over the last three seasons, T.J. Watt has three interceptions. So between the two of them, the Pittsburgh Steelers edge rushers right now have six combined um, interceptions over the last uh, three years. Doesn't really mean anything. Just an interesting little stat nugget. I thought I'd drop you on there. Uh, i got a comment, Hombervinder. Finally on Twitch. Yeah, we're on Twitch. I never really stream on here. I should if you're watching on Twitch. Um Help us out, you know, tell us probably why we should be over here on Twitch a little bit more. We we are interested in that whole world. So um, last but not least, before we jump into this Detroit Lions team, which is just going to be such a great time, um, we will be at the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio, August 15th, holding it down. We will have some merch there. We will be doing some giveaway stuff. We'll be doing a meet and greet, talking to you guys, you know, spreading the word about IDP, you know, pressing the flesh, spreading the, the good word. You know, John the Baptist, what did he say? A voice in the wilderness, uh, in the desert, you know, letting y'all know IDP's coming to the mainstream. It's probably already here um, in a league near you. So play IDP this year. Um, all right, let's get to Detroit. Oh, quickly, y'all, check out the New Jersey. My wife and my son picked that up for me. Clay Matthews, we love defense. Not necessarily a big Packers fan, but you know what? I love a New Jersey, and I will take it, and I appreciate that from them. So, all right, let's jump into this Lions team. Um, what, where do you want to go with this this team? Uh, last year, terrible record. Matt Patricia got kicked out of there finally. Twenty two. Uh, the win loss record in twenty twenty was five and eleven. Um, they added Jared Goff. Matthew Stafford is now with the Rams. They also added Michael Brockers, interior defensive lineman from the Rams. Um, head coach is now Dan Campbell. Anthony Lynn is going to be his offensive coordinator from the the Chargers. So there is some precedent here for you know offensive ability uh anthony lynn i know he did have some good quarterbacks and good players but there are still some some good players on this team i think and then their defensive coordinator aaron glenn i don't really know a whole lot about him so let's kind of get through this offense quickly jared goff my thoughts on jared goff at, at quarterback for this team are pretty simple i think that he's a little bit undervalued right now adp quarterback 29 uh, fantasy pros rank quarterback 30 I know it's a bleak situation, but we've seen Jared Goff be a good passer. Um, and we know what we know about this from a fantasy world or fantasy perspective is this defense is not going to stop anybody, probably. Um, Goff is going to have to throw it. Um, sure, he'll probably throw a lot of interceptions and it'll probably be ugly, 
but you can be ugly and still be extremely fantasy relevant. Okay. Kirk Cousins. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to say that. Kirk Cousins is dope. People say that's ugly. That's not true. Jameis Winston is what I was going to say. Jameis Winston, uh, Blake Bortles, you know, you can throw interceptions and turnovers and still push the ball downfield. And I know that Jared Goff's depth of target has gone down every year, but we have seen Jared Goff throw deep and he's not going to really have much of a choice. Um, this team is pretty much on the wide receiver end of things. Uh, just jumping a little ahead here is built just downfield. You have Brashad Perryman, Tyrell Williams. These are supposed to be your two outside receivers. Apparently both speed guys, both outside receivers that are only really been known for their downfield ability. So, you know, coming back up to Jared Goff, even if it is ugly, and I know he can't rush a lot, I think he's going to pretty comfortably throw over 4,000 yards this year. Um, and, you know, 20-plus touchdowns is pretty much in the uh, floor, in my opinion, just to even uh, even in garbage time, you know. Blake Borles 2015, look it up. Um, these things can happen. So, He's got some weapons here. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the wide receivers. Rashad Perryman, not necessarily a, a world beater, but he was a first-round pick. We did have him see success with the guy I just mentioned, Jameis Winston, somebody desperately throwing downfield with no other options. Suddenly, Rashad Perryman was a wide receiver one the last few weeks of – last third of the season, this was just in 2019, won people championships um, because Mike Evans and Godwin were out. And guess what? Jameis put them in bad situations, and he had to try and dig them out. He threw the ball deep. Rashad Perryman was a wide receiver one. I think he might have been the wide receiver one down that stretch. So there's a world where he can be very fantasy relevant and massively outperform his ADP, which right now on underdog is wide receiver 72. Fantasy pros rank wide receiver 67. So there's a world where he outperforms that. I think there's actually, you know, talking multiverse. I think a lot of the multiverses, he actually does do that. So I'm on say Ross St. Brown. I get the appeal here as a, a big fleck, a uh, big slot guy coming out of USC. I don't love that. He was a fourth round draft pick. Um, you know, his ADP is only a handful of spots behind Rashad Perryman in underdog wide receiver, 79 fantasy pros rank wide receiver, 80. I understand the uh, the concept behind wanting to draft him. You know, they have to throw to somebody. But if you're a fourth-round rookie, they don't have to throw to you. Okay, I understand they have to throw to somebody. They don't have to throw to you. So I think that um, that's more of a dynasty lens that he's looked at uh, optimistically, though. So Then Tyrell Williams. I actually was a proud manager of Tyrell Williams. It was a 2017 when he finished his wide receiver, I think 16 or 17, Phillip Rivers just throwing it downfield to the gazelle. I mean, he he had a stride on him that season, y'all, and he, he could do some big games. Wide receiver 75 right now. Um, fantasy pros consensus 89. You know, better in best ball, I guess, is the only thing I can really say. But I think that I think the game scripts are setting up to where these guys are all essentially going to blow away their ADPs. Um, then Quintus Cephas, wide receiver 104. Uh, fantasy pros wide receiver at 99. Um, again, these aren't guys I'm telling you you're going to start every week. These aren't guys that I'm telling you to go out of your way to get, but there is, there's more. I don't think th these guys, if they're on your, let's put it this way. They're not going to be sitting on your waivers three weeks into the season. Okay. If they don't get drafted. So that's kind of my thought process on 
those guys. Maybe not all of them. So, all right, we are going to – oh, before we jump to our, our little break here, let's talk about TJ Hawkinson. Now, this is the guy that actually is being drafted and looked at, uh, respected as a, as a very high-level asset offensively across the board. Pretty much everybody can agree on this one. That is TJ Hawkinson, uh, tight end. This is going to be his third season, I believe. Underdog ADP is 64 overall, tight end six. Um, so you're probably asking yourself, what is there to love about Hawkinson, you know, that makes him so special? Um, it is kind of the by default, you know, targets by default. Let's say these wide receivers don't really have the pedigree or the name. And I, you know, I said that they should be targeted and they're going to be playing down. But if they're going to strictly go based on talent um, and ability, you're going to throw TJ Hawkinson, one of the highest drafted tight ends of the past uh, decade. Last year, uh, 723 yards on 101 targets. That's, that's some really good stuff. Six targets a game last year, right around average, uh, eighth most amongst tight ends. Um, 66% catch percentage, not you know, not bad. It's up 10, over 10% from his rookie season. And he also was like doubling his targets too. So he was commanding more targets um, as a sophomore. And the competition around him now with the departure of Pretty much all the wide receivers. For whatever reason, I'm sorry, guys, in the losses, I did not say anything about Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones leaving their primary wide receivers. But with those guys being gone this year, um, and him are he, him, whatever you want to call it, already commanding those many targets in 2020, and now with lesser competition, um, it's 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 looking like a perfect storm for TJ Hawkinson to have a an extremely good uh, season at tight end and tight end five as consensus right now. Um, I like it. I think that's fair. And but I think you know in dynasty, I mean he's just 23 years old and we're already looking at him as a top five tight end. You know, think just a couple of years ago as far as dynasty tight ends go. You know, you're always thinking several years of development. So to get TJ Hawkinson at 23 years old, and he's already kind of put himself in that consensus conversation. I think that maybe we're underselling him or undervaluing him just a little bit. So, all right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then I'll come back and talk to you about DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and then this defense, and then I'll get you out of here, IDP Army. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right, we are back. Uh, I want to shout out the Patreons. I really appreciate you guys. Um, this season, we're going to go win a lot of championships, y'all. Um, make sure you 
you know, do me a favor, go tell somebody in one of your leagues about the IDP army, tell them about the Patreon. Um, you know, let's, let's spread the word. Now you guys got a little leg up. You're in a little early, get that early access, but let people know, let's make this game. Uh, let's take the game to the next level. So, all right, let's talk about these running backs. Um, Deandre Swift is probably the guy most people are going to talk about rookie last year. Did not get a lot of run for whatever reason. Matt Patricia and Bevel wanted to play Adrian Peterson. I mean, we just we know that was a shit show. So I think there's there's definitely meat on the bone for DeAndre Swift to to take over as a as a primary back. Um, problem is Anthony Lynn likes using two backs and he can make two backs very fantasy relevant. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are probably the best example, recent example of this. Um, and so that's why I think that Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are going to be very valuable this year because they can they can't both can be. Um, DeAndre Swift right now, ADP on underdog RB 16, fantasy pros rank RB 19. And then Jamal Williams, massively undervalued in my opinion, uh, right now as under uh, underdog ADP RB 46, fantasy pros RB uh, ranking 44. I think that again, just looking at the way that we've seen these guys be used, um, you know, I, I don't think that the reason they didn't give the work to Jamal Williams when he was in Green Bay was because he couldn't take it. It's because Aaron Jones was there and they didn't have to put him in that in that situation. Um, in my mind, when I look at DeAndre Swift and when I look at Jamal Williams, their skill sets are similar. They're both good pass catcher, both good pass catchers. They're both good running backs. Swift probably a little bit uh, better, um, you know, outside runner, I would say. Um you know, better cutting or whatever you want to call it. And, and Jamal Williams, maybe a little bit better of the bigger back, maybe more of the between the tackles, carry the low guy. Um, Anthony Lynn did early in the offseason say that he kind of viewed Williams as his his A back. So that's like his big back. But again, I, I this is all coach speak, in my opinion. And I think they're both going to get run and I think they're both going to be good. The value discrepancy right now of, you know, ranking them over 20 spots apart is – I think that that's kind of where you're seeing a little bit of an issue. So I'm probably going to not say I'm not going to be draft. I don't have any DeAndre Swift. I might go try to get him because I think RB19 isn't really accounting for his true ceiling per se. But RB44, I don't even think RB44 would be Jamal Williams's floor in this in this system that they're going to be running, especially with such a weak pass catching core. Um, and with uh, you know guy like Anthony Lynn that we've seen establish the run and uses running backs effectively. And at the end of the day, they're going to be a team that says they want to win games and they're going to try to win games. And so they're going to put their best players out. I mean, that, that's what they're probably going to do. That's just kind of how I feel it. So let's transition over to this defense and let's get you out of here, IDP Army. So um, we'll start with the line. Uh, the two primary players you're going to want to be concerned with are Trey Flowers and Romeo Aquara. Uh, Romeo Aquara had a breakout season last year, 10 sacks. That, that's a big number, 44 combined tackles, three forced fumbles. Um, and he did this all in only nine starts. Another interesting thing about Aquara is he was able to line up um, on both sides of the line and uh, rush the passer effectively. Five of his sacks came from the left. Five of his sacks came from the right, which is very, uh, you don't see a lot of guys that can do that. Um, let's just put it that way. So, he got a three-year extension. There, you know, he's probably the better edge rusher now on this line of he and Trey Flowers. I know a lot of people like Trey Flowers, myself included. I think he's serviceable, but I think for an upside purposes, Romeo Cora still has room to grow. 
Um, right now in the ultimate IDP index, I have a Cora in my um, tier seven, probably a little bit low. And for my season long rankings, I'm not sure exactly where I have him, but I think he, I think he's in that, that, that the DL two range. So I'm, I'm expecting him to continue to to progress. Um, see a lot of defensive snaps this season. Troy Flowers. Um, I have him one actually a tier ahead of him in the index. I think I'm probably going to have to adjust that to put Aquara ahead of him just based on some of the research I've done since the last time I really deep dove into this Lions defense. Um, the other primary player that I'm really interested in, well, there's two other guys I'm really interested in, but the, one of the other ones is Jamie Collins, uh, linebacker for this team. Uh, you know, last year he only played 14 games, but he had 101 combined tackles, uh, which is Good. Hashtag good. Uh, still came through with three sacks. He rushed the passer about half as much as he did the previous season with the um, New England Patriots. He rushed, uh, according to PFR, blitzed 90 times. Last year, only blitzed 40 times, but still came up with 10 sacks. Still had a decent number of tackles for loss. Came up with six of those this year. 10 the year before. So some people say he was a little bit less effective. I've kind of heard that said about how his season was, but I think that that's I I I I would I would argue that. I think that he's still an effective linebacker. Uh, I don't I think that he's still getting paid like an effective linebacker and I think if you really look at what he put on the field this last year, I mean six pass deflections in 14 games again. I mean, he had you know sacks. I mean, he he did everything. Um oh, it looks like he only had one sack this last year. I'm sorry. So he was down a little bit in his sacks. Um but still was blitz quite a bit less. So the primary guy that I really like on this defense, though, and a guy that I have not stopped pounding the table for, even when others abandoned ship, when they said all hope was lost, Tracy Walker, he sucks, they said. Tracy Walker, just a box safety. Replaceable level talent, they screamed from the hilltops. But I'm still in on Tracy Walker, all right? I'm not with all that. Um you know, in 2019, he was busy boy, 103 tackles in 13 games, only started 12 of those games, eight pass deflections, six tackles for loss. Total of 14 impact plays and 230 points IDP 1 to 3 scoring. He did all that across 843 snaps. That was 2019. You break that down to a per snap, point per snap basis, that's 0.27 points per snap. You go to 2018, the year everyone said Tracy Walker fell off. The year Tracy Walker just wasn't the same guy. You know, he just couldn't get it done. Um, it looked that way, you know, to the to the unobserved to the an undiscerning eye. You know, someone who doesn't really dig a little bit deeper. But when you look a little deeper, he only started seven of the games in 2020. Okay, so he wasn't getting the the trust from the coaches. He still combined for 87 total tackles. Five tackles for loss, four pass deflections, and a sack. Ten total impact plays, not bad. Um, but here's what's really, really, really interesting. If you look at the defensive snaps, he played 675 defensive snaps, scored 181 points. Now you divide 181 points over 675 snaps, and he literally scored the exact same number of points per snap in 2020 as he did in 2019, the year that he broke out, and a lot of people had him ranked as a top five, top ten safety. On a points-per-snap basis, he was the same guy. The same guy. The problem, the issue, Matt Patricia. Wanted to pull him out. Wanted to play his certain safeties in certain sets. Oh, I'm going to play three safeties. Oh, I'm going to play my specialized safety. You remember how that defense was last year? Shit. All right? When it was better was when Tracy Walker was on the field. Go back, um, I think it was week two or three, 
Aaron Jones ripped them a new butthole. All right. Every time that they took Tracy Walker off the field was when Aaron Jones took off on a big run. Say what you want about a box safety. Say what you want about just a guy who just, you know, can't cover or whatever, whatever. There's value to that um, when you're going up against a guy like Aaron Jones and he's ripping off 30, 40 yard runs because Matt Patricia is getting cute, you know, with his slot corner safeties and his hybrid specialty players. Okay. Just put a guy in there that can fucking stop the run. All right. Tracy Walker can do that. Don't sleep on him. I still got him high in my IDP rankings. Um, a lot of people were off of him. Go watch the tape. Go listen to the pods, you know, in December, January, February. Tracy Walker, he sucks. They're all back on him now, all right? But remember who was never off of him. So, IDP Army, that's it. I'm running a little little long on this. I'm saying that. I'm like a minute longer than I usually am. Um, thanks to everyone who tuned in. Go leave a subscription or a lot. Oh, my gosh, I suck at this today. Go review the pod on iTunes podcast or Apple podcast. Leave us five-star rating. That would be dope. If you're on YouTube, thumbs up. If you're on Twitch, do whatever Twitch stuff that is good for Twitch interactions and all that. That would be awesome. Um, Go check out the website. Check out the rankings. Uh, Bomber's got his final article for the platforms coming up soon. Play underdog, y'all. Okay, go be. We want you to be millionaires. Okay, we want everybody to be millionaires. There's a code down here or a link down here in the description. There's one on the podcasting platforms. Go play underdog. It's the summer of best ball. Um, click on our thingy. We get a little tiny kickback. We're trying to build the IDP army up. If you're going to be in Canton, Ohio in a couple of weeks, come see me. Meet me IRL. Get some merch. Play some of our games. Win some cool stuff. I know for sure we're going to have a Miles Garrett. Um, Miles Garrett jersey we're going to be uh, having like a contest for. So, all right, that's all for me, IDP Army. Until next time, I'll see you. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hear the clock tick, blades on the fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't getting enough.